Welcome back to From the Field. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I'm also the founder of Telio, a care and formation ministry for pastors. And my name is Tyler Dravitz. I serve as the executive pastor of Ridgeline Church, and I'm also the president of MyXP. We're a ministry that provides a remote executive pastor support for churches. And again, if this is your first time, uh, maybe somebody shared this on social media or sent you an episode, uh, we'll tell you a little bit about From the Field. Um, our podcast is unique in that we come at ministry from the perspectives of both a lead pastor and an executive pastor. So we have the same mission, but we have different day-to-day priorities and things that we focus on. And so we try to look at ministry through that filter. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know we're currently focused, like everyone else, on what it looks like to practice pastoral ministry in the midst of this current COVID context. Uh, Today, we're going to have some discussion about the inevitable awkward relational dynamics that are bound to come out of this pandemic. So we're going to call this episode Permission to Feel Weird. Mm. Fired up about it. That's good for me. So we're going to start, since we're talking about being weird, we're going to start with a question for you. Okay, cool. Um, So, you know, we've started to have more people come to the live stream Mm -hmm. on Sunday mornings. So it's more than just like you and me. Yeah. looking at each other all yeah. day. Okay. Uh, we had a small picnic with some friends. We saw a couple people on Memorial Day. Sure. So I'm curious for you, like, so you've been single through this whole thing, living yep. in like a, in a hole. Just as a side just note, a, could cave. we get through a single episode <laughs> without you accentuating how single so I am? So you've been a relational troll uh-huh. through this whole process, <laughs> living well, under I'm a bridge. Well, I'm actually 38. So for 38 <laughs> years, next. So... Yeah, um, yeah. But we're as we're coming out of this and we're starting to interact with people again. I'm, I mean, it's been awkward for me. Sure. But what is it like? What's it been like for you to begin being around you? It sounds so stupid to even ask the question. But what's it been like to be around humans? Sure. Again? Well, as a very, very single person. <laughs> so single. Uh, so, so single. Uh, no, I, I think uh, it's been weird mm-hmm. a little bit. I think. Um, you just don't really know what to do. Or, mm-hmm. And I think it starts with the inevitable, like you kind of go up and you're both like excited to see one another. And then you like stop six feet away from one another mm-hmm. because you just don't really know where the other person is at mm-hmm. and how they're feeling. You don't want to like violate how they're someone like else's feeling. Dist- yeah. Just had, whatever their bubble is. It's ask me real flat weird. out. Like, are, are you hugging yet? She's just like, <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't know how to answer this. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like, (laughs) that is, uh, that's interesting for sure. Um, but I think that, uh, so that's been a little bit weird. Um, I think, you know, like you you find yourself anxious going into social gatherings. Um, I don't think, uh, thinking about them, Mm -hmm. but I find myself the moment they're happening. I think, I think, I think somewhere the familiarity is like, Oh, we're just going to do this. And then I'm there and I'm like, what's happening. Yeah. And it just (laughs) is a little, it's a little much in some situations, I think, you know, so for example, even for our live stream, I'm so, so thankful to see everyone. Mm -hmm. And I'm also thankful that I am surrounded by a sea of devices working hard to make sure that the stream stays on because Uh, I think right now, um, every like asking someone, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Everyone's not doing great. Yeah. So I feel like what people have majored on mm-hmm. is small talk, yeah. you know, just like the, like rando, like, what did you DoorDash? And blah, yeah. blah, blah. That's and, like your uh, kryptonite. Oh man. I tell people I have, I think I have like, it should be diagnosed mm-hmm. morbid fear of small talk. Yeah. I tell people, if you ever hear me talking about the weather or what movies you've seen lately, 
Um, I'm dying on yeah. the inside. I, I don't understand how to end conversations. I like, I just feel like I should true. like bow or say amen. <laughs> and so in general, like I think I, again, like social anxiety, I think uh, a lot of people feel that like thinking about what's happening. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'm weird and that I probably like think ahead towards it and I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a crush this. Mm-hmm. And then I get there and I'm like, <laughs> I kind of agree and with so, that though. Yeah. I don't I don't feel super I told you this before we started, yeah. but for one for some reason because we've all been wearing like just we've been in like perpetual sleep clothes yep. and sweats. Jams, yep. Uh, I for the first time I'm thinking like, oh, and Tammy and I keep talking anytime we're gonna see people, like what yeah. what what are you gonna wear? I haven't even thought about that <laughs> outside sure. of the live stream, yep. which I barely have to wear pants for the live stream. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's just been weird, but I would agree with you. I don't, I don't feel anxious going into it. I actually feel going into it. Like I'm so pumped to see people and yep. then I get around them. Like this has happened on Sunday mornings. Yeah. I've hated not having people in the room for the last percent. Now we do. And they're there and I'm like, well, I guess now I have to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to like just thinking about my notes and trying not to fall off the yeah. tiny stage and <laughs> <laughs> all the things that, that go in. So it's just been this real weird dynamic. And one of the reasons we want to talk about this today is because it seems like there's all kinds of webcasts and everybody's talking about what to be, we've talked about what to think about as we go back into regathering. And Mm -hmm. we talked about mental health last week. And I think one thing that we were talking about yesterday that we haven't heard a lot about is just about the awkward relational dynamic that inevitably will exist as we go from being isolated for two to three months to seeing people again. Oh yeah. It's a real thing. From everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Cause I think even, especially if you're single. Oh yes. Yeah. For those of us, you know, but in all (laughs) fairness, I have noticed in settings, Mm -hmm. it seems like some of the more like dynamic outgoing people are behaving the most unusually. I'll give you that. Um, and I think they just don't understand what to do with all this like people energy that has been overflowing in their pot. And they yeah. just, are, you know, they just are like spinning around like a, like one of those. They're like one of those uh, like Hot Wheels cars that you like pull back and yeah. pull back. And you yeah. know how you pull it back and you like hear it like oh, cracking yeah. and then you let it go. And it, pew! Yeah. I think that that's what's happening with yeah. some of those people. And so I don't know. I, I, I just and I think more than anything. The thing that I feel like we've mentioned a bunch on this podcast and I, I think I hope we keep saying, I hope people are thinking about is that like there's just no way to know yeah. how each indi- like you might come out thinking this person's going to be like this and that person's going to be like that. And even as pastors who have to lead a group of people, mm-hmm. uh, you certainly don't typecast people. You don't uh, stereotype or things like that, but you do have to kind of put people into groups and, mm-hmm. and figure out how to shepherd best. And I think that all of that is done and you're going to have to do it one at a time and mm-hmm. really uh, be careful really, about assuming yeah. where people are at. Totally. Yeah. I would say if we were going to hang, so we got just four things as usual that we'll kind of list to, to think through that we're trying to think through and be prepared for. But if there was a big idea mm-hmm. that I was going to hang over this, it would be that the one thing we probably should assume is everybody's feeling just a little bit weird right now. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have to extend immense grace. Yeah. Um, I think we were talking the other day and um, 
uh, I don't know that now is the time to really major on speaking the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you mentioned was now is more the time to let love cover a multitude of sins. Yeah, let that be and your so, life. Yeah, for let sure. that be your life first, not the speak. Sure. The tr- no yeah. one likes <laughs> speak the truth in love guy right now. <laughs> oh man, well, <laughs> speak the truth in love guy might end up not with us anymore. That's right. <laughs> based on mob mentality. Usually, so. if you're speak the truth in love guy, you no one likes you very much anyway. No, because you're usually not actually loving. No, you're uh-uh. usually just like speak the truth and say, I love you at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not the yeah. same thing that that the act of speaking the truth was itself was loving. The act of love. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. I loved you so much. I told you the truth. That's not exactly not. what it says. But yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about just a couple of things sure. that we're trying to be mindful of or even that we've just seen over the last couple of months. Uh, I'll give us the first one. It's this interesting collision that we're starting to mm-hmm. see and experience ourselves where people are lonely. Yeah. But also socially anxious. Sure. So it's almost like there is this I'm desperate to be with people. I can't yeah. I can't wait to be with people and then you get around you're like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do." Yeah. Now that I'm with them. Exactly. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, after the long winter and everyone's like pasty white uh-huh. and that like you just get excited and so you like go like sit out by on the beach or sit outside with your shirt off. Because you're like, I cannot wait to experience sun. And then you're like lobster colored. Oh, yeah. for Like, I just think people are so excited and they have an opportunity. And so they're like, wee! Yeah. And then uh, really it bites them. Yeah. And I think the thing to prepare for is just like, don't read into when, as you're having your first, whether it's Sunday gatherings or mm. it's small groups or it is something as just simply relational as a barbecue or whatever, if it feels a little weird, that feels a little off mm-hmm. to just relax in that sure. and not read into it. I think now is such a bad, we were talking about this yesterday. It's such a bad time to read into anything. Yeah. But to just like let there be time and space. Especially relationally. Yeah. I think even even don't read into like people who decide not to come. Right. Or people who like dodge out early or any of those kind like because you just don't know mm-hmm. what's going on in the inside. And I think people have been, you know, like sometimes really encouraged, you need to be alone with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. People have only been with their thoughts. Yeah. And I don't know about you. I could think some crazy stuff. Totally. And so it's not always great. Uh, sometimes yeah. I need that check and balance of interaction, and people have really been Yeah. And I think as pastors and ministry leaders who are hopefully trying to think about, because the average person is probably not sitting around thinking about, how am I going to carry myself when I go into my first social interaction? Mm -hmm. But it's our job as ministry leaders to be mindful of that. So I think to go in mindful that this is probably going to happen and to just be prepared for that and to try to be um, a non-anxious presence, if you will, in those settings where you can totally and don't make every I think people are a little tired of talking about like how they feel or um or even thinking about it and so like don't make everything so heavy Mm -hmm. you know like I don't know just let like as much as I hate the small talk thing Mm -hmm. like uh so then I'll go sit by myself just around people so that's new yeah um but I think like if people just want to engage about the weather then Cool. And that's okay. Don't make every gathering feel like group therapy. Right. For sure. Where we all sit in a circle and now we're finally together and let's cry more. Oh, yeah. We've been crying alone. Now we'll cry together. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Cried out. Yeah, that's good. So people are lonely, but socially anxious. That's the first one. 
For sure. So number two, people are carrying emotional issues we don't see. I mean, that's obviously true all the time because mm-hmm. we don't see yeah. people's emotional issues. But I, I, I do think that right now, especially, I think that there are, I think the danger of assumption, yeah. we make assumption like, well, this person has an issue with me or this person has an issue with X. When the truth is, we have gone through, as much as we've joked about this term and how how annoying and overused it is, we have gone through something unprecedented mm-hmm. that no one in our life has ever gone through before. Right. And it is insane to think that that's not going to have deep emotional impact on people. Sure. And like our economy, that's not going to be fixed the moment that everything reopens. It's yeah. going to take time. So people yep. are going to have anxiety, depression, whatever it yeah. might be, there are going to be emotional issues that we don't see. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, some people could be impacted for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people could be forever impacted. And I just think that we just, you know, we're going to keep coming back to it today, but you just can't assume mm-hmm. and you've got to extend grace to people and really recognize that, um, yeah, now is not the time to have a, like a defining the relationship conversation <laughs> with friends, with yeah. you know a, a girlfriend. It's not time to analyze your marriage once again. Like just yep. like I think uh, there's never been a better time to just let it ride. Yeah, just for not forever. Yeah, but just for right now. Yeah, I think when it comes to any mental and emotional health, there really is so much wisdom to sometimes the best thing you can do is just like take a nap. Yeah, and and not in a way where you're like avoiding what you're feeling or anything like that. But on those days where it feels very heightened, that's not the time to make big life altering decisions specifically. I mean, because this is the big thing that we were concerned about when we were talking yesterday is this is just not the time to make big relational decisions No, uh -uh. to take a stand on some like I've I've been looking for the opportunity to talk to you about this thing that bugs me about you. And I figured the first time we talked in two months, you did not text me. Every yeah. day, three times a day, and the way I felt like you should, you know, and I think the the truth is you mentioned it on a podcast, I think last week, but the idea of like uh, on an airplane that you should like make sure that your air mask mm-hmm. is like, like I think our goal right now is like, let's make it through yeah, and, and make, ma- and, and come out on the other side as best as you can. And then let's work through some of our stuff. And yeah. I think, and not only is this something that we have to keep in mind about other people, people are carrying emotional issues we don't see. I think that we have to recognize like we might be carrying emotional issues that we don't see in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think I was, I was texting with a friend last night, like you gotta, like you gotta be easy on yourself right now. Mm -hmm. I, I, I also don't know that right now is the time to like really analyze like who you are as like a human Mm -hmm. and how, how things are going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, some of the basics, like do your best, get up, have a quiet time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's probably not necessarily the like biggest season of growth for you. I think we've all talked about, we're all like a little heavier. Like there's Mm -hmm. just, it's not, it's not the time to, to break out, you know, that outfit or if you're a female, that dress that you just mm-hmm. like dabble in whether or not you can wear. Here's what's mm-hmm. true. Just know, know in your guts, it doesn't fit right now. Yeah. And it does nothing for you. Everybody's, to give it a everybody's whirl. carrying the COVID-19. That's 100%. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know how many mine are, but <laughs> <laughs> I might've, I might've thought that it was actually n- known as the COVID 45. Oh, okay. So, but that's good to know we were only on 19, but yeah. I, yeah, I think just, uh, being really, really easy on yourself That's as good. far as like, uh, like, you know, like I got through today mm-hmm. and, uh, and tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. And I think, I think on the relational front too, 
if you are a person who, and this is as a, a ministry, even this pastors do this too, but even maybe as you're counseling people and talking to them and people are voicing frustration, because I've already heard a little bit of this, like mm. some level of frustration on, you know, so-and-so didn't do a faithful enough job, in mm. my opinion, of mm. reaching out to me yep. during this time. And I think I think one one line I keep coming back to is in a situation like this, it genuinely is no one's responsibility to be anyone else's hero. Sure. And hundred percent. So I think to put that responsibility on someone is not fair. Yeah. And um, so yeah, so I think be I think that's such a good word about being kind to yourself and then also being kind and gracious to the people around us. Mm-hmm. Like that's really our overarching big idea in this. Yeah. This isn't a time this is a time for immense grace yeah. with one another. So people are lonely but socially anxious. People are carrying emotional issues that we don't see. Uh, number three is people are likely feeling spiritually dry. Yeah. There was a study that Barna just released. I don't have the stat right in front of me, but I believe it was either 40 or 46% of churchgoers surveyed said that they had not consumed a single piece of content produced by their church in the last four <laughs> weeks. Uh, and it, you said you can't find it right now. What you can do is find any friend on Facebook that's a pastor. He has yeah. shared that article oh, yeah. in the last few days. That's as right. just like a, you got to be kidding yeah, me. Some, I've been working so hard on this live stream and you guys aren't even watching it. That kind of thing. Yep. And uh, so I think one of the things that we should watch, so in addition to that, people have not been meeting in small groups. Uh, people have not been, uh, I would be, it would be amazing to think that everybody has just been like crushing their devotional life, mm-hmm. but that wasn't happening by and large before COVID Sure, probably didn't happen during. Sure. So I think what all those things add up to is what we really do have is we have a huge subsection of regular churchgoers who have not been listening to a sermon on Sunday, have not been in corporate worship, have not been listening to worship music, have not been reading their Bibles, have not been doing any of that. Have not been in community with people who, yeah. The math of that adds up to people are walking around bone dry spiritually, and that is going to have relational implications. 100%. Yeah. I think think that something that is... uh, you know, I even look at my own life and, and, uh, I had really worked hard over the last number of months to carve out like a time Mm -hmm. that my, uh, quiet times live. Mm -hmm. You always talk about pick a place, pick a plan, pick a point. It's time, time, place, plan. Please, if you're going to quote my stuff, I need you to get the order right. Time, place, plan, time, place, plan. Um, but so I have that, I have my time and my place and for me, like, uh, I've been getting up real early and going to, uh, my gym. It's this mm-hmm. F45 thing I'm doing. It's awesome. I love it. And, uh, and so mine lived before that. And mm-hmm. I would get up a little bit earlier and like have it. And I just loved it and look forward to it. And then mm-hmm. my gym closed. Yeah. And that's not an excuse. I'm not looking for anyone to like sing a st- st- story for mm-hmm. me, but I also really struggled mm-hmm. to find that, like, where does that fit? Cause mm-hmm. first, I think the first week everyone was like, well, I'm going to sleep in. Mm-hmm. Um, and because like, no one knew we were going to be shut down. Sure. For like yeah. Everyone talked about this, like kind of reprieve we were all going to get. And yeah. We could slow down yeah. and that kind of thing. And uh, yeah. And so I think even for myself, I think it took me a good period of time. And truthfully, I think that somehow my like spiritual vitality is now like connected to going to the gym, which <laughs> doesn't even get, thought, huh? that's a whole episode all yeah. on its own. But uh, because it's open again uh-huh. and just like clockwork, yeah. I've got my place, I've yep. got my Time and time, my place, plan. plan. Yeah, yeah. Killing me, smiles. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, but, but I just, that's int- what's interesting yeah. about that is that's the way. Like, if you read about 
Uh, there was a very popular book two years ago, I think, called The Power of Habit. Yeah. Um, or Atomic Habits was another one. And habit formation works like that. Mm-hmm. And it fits together like a puzzle. And if you pull, it's like when you stack, remember you do those long row of, of dominoes and you knock one over and they knock all the other ones down. Yep. But if you pull one from it, then it disrupts the flow of the whole. And totally. habit formation works like that. So it's not, I think that's a really, really important insight that people have had like pick their thing, the gym, everything in their life that sure. was normative, yeah. that their habits were formed around and on was disrupted. And so it's very likely that everyone's life feels a little bit upside down, including their spiritual life. Sure. Or even as I've been talking to some of the pastors we support through my XP, uh, who have read that article. And, and I think the collective pastor is feeling discouraged this yeah. week, like, Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and I think the reality is, uh, for the first time in like some of their lives, Christians have like kind of Sundays to do whatever they want. Now, mm-hmm. I think it took most people a few weeks to recognize, wait a second. So if I tune in at 10 AM on Sunday or Tuesday at seven thirty. It's kind of the same thing. Uh, it's the thing. same. Yeah, <laughs> and and I could camp, or I, you yeah. know, and I think that um, I think that people have uh, like changed up all of that habit stuff, you mm-hmm. know, like you were talking about, and they've really um, like are going to work to create new rhythms. But I think that it's hard, and it's a lot harder than we give it credit for. And again, so many people approach this as like a little hiatus, mm-hmm. and it's turned into. Dun dun dun! Yeah. The new normal. Yeah, and gross. <laughs> oh gosh, I just I can't handle it. But it is. We have found that the longer this goes on, the more people begin to divide into two camps, yep. especially as it pertains to Sunday morning. Like so, we live stream. We've talked about that ad nauseum. Um, but you have some people where it is the only normal in their life. Yeah, like it is the anchor, and so they are not going to miss. Like whether you pre-record or live stream doesn't matter. They 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning, they're there. It's the only thing keeping like refresh, them sane. Refresh, refresh, exactly. refresh, refresh. Yeah. But then there's the people you're talking about that, are, that see no difference or feel no difference between Sunday at 10 and Tuesday at 7. And so as a result, they're taking their two full days off yep. over the weekend to go do stuff. So anyways, it just creates this very different and unique spiritual dynamic that everybody's going to be living in. And so I just think that's an important thing to have in the back of the mind of every pastor and ministry leader, because as we've had people coming for the live stream, almost to a person, they've all commented on how refreshing mm-hmm. and how different it feels to be in the room. Yeah. Even though it's not like a normal service, it's still so, and really what they feel is like, oh, I went to church for the first time in like three freaking months. Yeah. And that, again, when church is done right, that drastically impacts a person's life. Absolutely. So... Uh, yeah, so we've talked about how people are lonely but socially anxious, carrying emotional issues we don't see, and then people are likely feeling spiritually dry. The last one, and you referenced this a little bit a few minutes ago, but just to be super clear on it, pastors have been impacted too. Yeah. And I was thinking about <clears throat> that, especially when we, when I listen to like pastor podcasts like mm-hmm. this, or I think about conversations I have with pastor friends, we're always talking about the people that we pastor. Yeah. Rightfully so, because that's what we're called to do. Um, But sometimes I think in the midst of that, what gets forgotten is that pastors are humans Mm -hmm. and leaders are humans who this this whole thing has been exceptionally disruptive to our lives as well. And I think the concern for me is most pastors I know are somewhere on this spectrum between like really caring about and wanting to serve people and then having like a really legitimate like Messiah complex. Sure. 
And so are very, very driven to care for people. Like yeah. We need to make sure everything's okay. We need to put out every fire. We need to keep everyone connected. And some have been running so exceptionally hard mm-hmm. for the last two to three months with no true end in sight yet that they are far more depleted than what they even realized. Sure. And at some point, you hit a wall. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you read an article telling you half your people haven't engaged. Yeah, that's I'm your wall. You, this week, everyone like <laughs> everyone's you know, hit that wall. We we, we had the opportunity. We support about twenty five churches around the country, and I got to tell you, and a single pastor that I talk to crushing it right now. Yeah. I think that everyone's real exhausted. Yeah. Uh, now they're under the stress of they've got you know there's this kind of thing going around on Facebook about all the different people in your church and what they think. Oh, and yeah. you've got the some people who want it open now. Yeah. The people who think we're being persecuted. The people who think that you are flippant and don't love them if you open at all. I mean, it's yeah. just all over and, and, and everyone's trying to figure out how do I lead most effectively? I just got off a call with a pastor that, that he just, he want, well, what if we open this? Is that mm-hmm. responsible? And I like my response to everyone is no one knows how to do this. Yep. I don't care who's doing the webinar. Yep. Uh, they don't know clearly our medical professionals and politicians and the people who we were believing needed to know, don't know. Yeah. You, you, you get it on surfaces. You don't, you should wear a mask. You shouldn't. It's, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just all of these kind of things. And yeah. so no one knows. Yeah. And, uh, and pastors are responsible for the leadership of their church yeah. and trying to do the best they can. And they're just worn out. Yeah. So I would say <clears throat> at very least, um, I think practically I would, I would recommend if, if a retreat day, is not a regular practice in your life, um, you should take a retreat day, which is, for me, is a day of solitude once a month where uh, I read scripture and I spend more time with reflection. And uh, four times a year, I I spend time on planning, but eight times a year, it's just reflection and reading Mm -hmm. and trying to refresh. So if you're not doing that, I would do that. I would specifically take that retreat day for the purpose of reflecting on what has the what has been the impact of all this on me. Sure. That would be step one. Step two then would be find someone to discuss that with. Like yeah. we're super blessed. I know that our relationship is not normative. Mm-hmm. A lot of pastors don't really feel like they have a genuine friend and partner in their church that they yeah. get to work with. We do. So we get to talk about that stuff. But if you don't have that, um, then seek that out for yeah. sure, whether that be with one of us or hopefully there's someone in your life that you can talk to openly about, here's really what I think the impact of this has been on me. And at worst case, get a freaking therapist yeah. <laughs> and talk to somebody mm-hmm. about how am I actually doing. Totally. So anything else that you'd add in closing? I don't think we really, we don't really have any tools. I was going to say, gonna what about your segment? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, any tools in this that really come to mind? Maybe don't be a tool. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. That's the that's the big idea of today. I like that. That's yeah, good. Don't, yeah. We'll just end this on a really encouraging note. <laughs> don't be a tool. <laughs> the Tyler Gravett story. That's right. So I do think. I think my closing thing would actually be an echo of what you said a few minutes. Uh, is just this closing encouragement to pastors, mm. which is um, be super kind to yourself yep. and be super kind to your people yep. and no one knows what they're doing. So do your best. Mm-hmm. And it's Jesus church. Yep. He's been faithful to all of our churches. He's going to continue to be faithful to all of our churches and everything is going to be okay. Yeah. So on that note, thanks so much 
uh, for listening again. Uh, I want to ask just one more time if you've enjoyed this uh, podcast or you've been listening along for the last few weeks, if you would uh, subscribe on your podcast platform of choice, maybe even leave a quick, quick review and then help spread the word on social media, that would be awesome. We'd also love uh, to connect with you and uh, to hear from you about what you uh, are connecting with on the podcast, maybe other ideas for what you'd like to hear about. Um, and so you can follow me on at Ryan Hughley. Uh, that would be on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, you can also learn more uh, about our uh, respective ministries. Uh, you can learn about Telio at Telio.church and MyXP at MyXP.church. Tyler, where can people find you on social? You can find me at, at Tyler Dravitz. That's at T-Y-L-E-R-D-R-E-W-I-T-Z. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode. And until then, thanks for listening. Have a great week and don't be a tool. <laughs>